Hey, Bob. Hey, Nicole. So excited to have you along to help me re-energize the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. I mean, it's been good so far, but I, what, what I really want to do is make a deeper impact with my brothers who are struggling with shame, lust, anger, purpose, and respect. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We are going to start speaking about those harder topics that you just mentioned and the topics that some podcasters may shy away from, you know, but really need to be heard, like the inner child wounds and how addiction is taught through abuse. Yeah, and while bringing both the male and female perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with you. So with that being said, buckle up, men. Grab a notebook and a pen so you can gather some tools, tips, and success stories on the Men Becoming Better End podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. I am Nicole Harmony, and along with my co-host, Bob Wisher, and before we begin, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, ask you to follow and or subscribe to this podcast so you're going to receive notifications of new episodes. And today we will be speaking about limiting beliefs and how they are the silent saboteurs in our lives. But before we dive into that, I just want to go ahead and check in with my co-host, Bob Wisher. How are you doing today, Bob? I am doing amazing. Um, just totally excited to dive into this because I talk to all people all the time about uh, their limiting beliefs. And actually, I did some really great work with a client a couple of days ago around this. But um, for me, I struggled with limiting beliefs all my life, um, believing I wasn't good enough, I wasn't lovable, or I didn't have value. And I found while doing deep work with my, one of my coaches is that all of these stem from the little traumas that occurred during my childhood, where I made meanings about what was happening um, in the context of my infant mind at that point. You know, it wasn't my adult mind that I have today, or even my teenage mind. This is, you know, the, the things I knew and un understood as an infant and making meanings of. So that's where we get tripped up because our infant mind isn't capable of handling those things because we don't have the experience and knowledge that we have as a teen or as an adult. And, you know, let our, alone our brains are not developed. Ex exactly. So, yeah. so the little traumas, let alone the big traumas, like you know, people that experience physical or sexual abuse, we draw conclusions that can haunt us for our entire lives. Um, one example I heard the other day was, you know, when a parent gives a crying infant food to quote unquote, shut him or her up, it's actually teaching that infant that if I eat when I'm upset, I feel better. Yeah. And think about how that's impacting this obesity pandemic that we're having in the U.S. Yeah. So that's just, it was just one little nugget. I was like, holy cow. And, you know, there, uh, here's me. I'm one. I don't, I don't know if that's what my parents did when I was little, but that's, you know, I, when I get upset or alone or whatever, that's where I go to food. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring that up because we just had a new addition to our family. Yeah. I have a beautiful great niece, and I saw her yesterday for the first time in the hospital, and she was crying. And the knee-jerk reaction was to put a pacifier, you know, or a binky, yeah. or or you know, a bottle breast, basically, <laughs> into her mouth. And I, I really had to take a step back and be like, mm -mm, no, because that is, that was something that, that I heard as well. You put a binky into a child's mouth. I call it a binky. I don't know. Yeah, pacifier. Pacifier. 
Yeah, to keep them from crying. And so if you put something in your mouth, not necessarily food, but anything in the mm-hmm. mouth to to keep them from crying will create that belief of if I put something in my mouth, then then I, you know, I'll feel better. I'll be I'll do that cope and soothing type of mechanism. And yeah, so I ended up just kind of touching her face and just giving that human touch to her and talking mm. to her and and she fell asleep and she she didn't need to eat again because the the lactation nurse wasn't there and you know anyway all this yeah. kind of stuff so but um but yeah and you know and going back to previous episodes we have talked about the big t and the little t traumas and it really depends on your body and how it 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 says it categorizes if it's a big t or little t right and the brain just is not developed enough at that point to, to really make those, those decisions, you know, that the, the body has to do that. But, um, so I, you know, I always like to use a personal example because I feel like people are going to be able to relate to it more. And then I'll be able to speak on a personal level on a, on a relatable level for myself. And so, the personal limiting belief that I created when I was seven years old and I just had a birthday. I just turned 50 this past Monday and welcome <laughs> yeah. to the club. Yeah, exactly. I love being in this club. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like, that's where the wisdom, you know, comes in. So, um, but for the longest time, so when I was seven, um, and, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. So when I was seven, we went to McDonald's for my seventh birthday and we got there and they had forgotten that we were coming. And so the limiting belief that I created was that I wasn't important. My birthday wasn't important. I shouldn't have been born. You know, I, I mean, it, it spiraled all kinds of things. Um, and it wasn't until obviously much later in life that I realized that belief that I had created. But here's the thing is that I created that belief. And then every single birthday after that, my brain confirmed that belief by creating scenarios by either energetically pushing people away or just the way that, that it was happening, you know, creating the scenarios because the brain doesn't ever want to be wrong. Right. They, the brain will, will focus on trying to create that belief that it, that, that it created, right. And, and recreating the belief, I guess I should say. And so every year after that, I, it was a challenge to get uh, people to come to my birthday parties. We would plan them. It is in the middle of summer. So there were circumstances surrounding that, but the way that that little one was thinking is that again, she wasn't important. So she confirmed that belief year after year, after year, after year, And then finally in my forties, when I had just reached the pinnacle of, of the BS that I had been carrying around of the, the traumas that I had been lugging behind me, the, the emotional weight, the physical weight that I was carrying and the pain that I was enduring and challenged with, I just disconnected. And I was like, you know what? I give up. And I started to isolate kind of like what we talked about in our last um, episode. I just, I just removed myself from the situation and I just accepted that nobody was going to show up for me 
And that was okay. You know, at, at that time, it was okay, because I was in my little pity party stage and, you know, and, and whatever. So it wasn't, and then, um, oh, and then <laughs> this is funny. So then I started in my forties, I think it was my 40th birthday. Cause my 40th birthday was a, a, a shit show. Um, it, I had like a panic attack, like severe breakdown, had to go home from my job. Like it was not good. My, my 40th birthday, I was dreading and it, and I think it was just, you know, coming again to the pinnacle of, of the healing and, and really dragging along everything that I had been, you know, struggling and challenged with throughout my life. And so I started to um, do a skinny dipping ritual at Spa Beach in St. Pete. And I don't even know, I, I was drunk, clearly. <laughs> and so I just walked down. And that was again an isolation. You know, where can I go that nobody has to be around? Nobody should be around. And where can I go that I can just almost borderline feel like if I leave this earth, it'll be okay? Mm. That's how sad I was. That's how horrible I felt about myself. That's how shameful. I felt about myself. And so I continued that ritual for like four years. And then I started to wake up. And then I stopped again. I stopped trying to force my birthday. And then I just started doing whatever I wanted to do. And that went on for three years. I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go eat wherever I want to and put on a pretty dress and just go and do whatever I want because. When I would plan a birthday party, I was always worried about everybody else doing what they, you know, if, if they were having fun, I wasn't pouring into myself. I wasn't honoring the fact that that was my special day because I didn't feel worthy of it at that time. I didn't love myself enough to celebrate myself. And, and then that's where I came to letting go, letting go of that belief. And that's when I started to do, to do the work around that belief. And then this past year, this past birthday on Monday, it was evident of how much work I have done on myself because people came out of the woodwork and showed up for me and poured into me and loved me in ways that I haven't had. I don't even remember how long? I mean, I, I just had a memory flashback in my head. And I, again, I was like three or four years old. I was going to say somewhere me, before age seven, definitely. What's that? Probably somewhere before age seven. That was my guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like probably four or five years old. My mom yeah. made me a, a little kitty cat cake and that memory just flashed <laughs> into my head. And that, and that's an important thing to mention because if we have a memory that we can recall there's some sort of emotion attached to it, mm -hmm. whether that's a positive or a negative. And so just have that awareness, men, and anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you are having a reoccurring memory, that's something that needs to be unpacked. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to mention that and listening to what you're, you're talking about is men and men and women aren't that different when it comes to this. 
And yeah. that's, that's a, that's a good wake up for, for men too, because if, you know, if you're, if you're in a relationship or you, you know, you're, you have friends, female friends or whatever, I mean, that they're, they're experiencing some of the same stuff that we are. And it's mm-hmm. fun. And you, and you talk about, you know, the significant events of childhood. I remember, and this one came up for me again in the last week or so. And I don't remember who I was telling the story or why it came up, but I had an incident where, um, I went, uh, it was a Cub Scouts. Actually, it was, it was in my men's group text. It was in our group text. Um, you're talking, they were talking about Cub Scout interactions. And I went, I was in a Cub Scout troop and the activity we were doing that particular day was to go to a, a local pool somewhere and go swimming. And I loved swimming when I was, just, I was probably maybe six, seven years old. I loved swimming. I loved being around the water. And what I remember about that event was we, we couldn't find my bathing suit. Mm. So n- not knowing, you know, the rules of a, of a public pool, I went in a pair of cutoff shorts. Mm. You know how cutoff shorts always had the little frill and all the little white threads that were hanging out of them, right? This is in, mm-hmm. in the, the early 70s. So again, that was probably the style um, to wear cutoff shorts. But um, I showed up at the pool and they wouldn't let me in the pool. So I had to sit in the bleachers while all my Cub Scout buddies got to splish and splash and play around in the water. Mm. And, you know, kind of similar to your, your birthday story, <clears throat> making a meaning out of what that meant about me, mm-hmm. that I was not, not worthy of being able to, to be with the group and play with the group and, and be accepted by the group that, because I was different, because yeah. I was wearing different shorts. And that would be shame. You yeah. felt shamed. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I And I think that's one thing that you'll recognize when you're listening to this podcast, men, it's that everything is going to interweave and it's going to connect because it is all connected, you know, shame and limiting beliefs and purpose and being in partnership with yourself this is all connected. And so it's almost like a little bit of a playbook, you know, that we're, that we're providing to you um, to really show up as the masculine man that we, that we know that you have the potential to be. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Bob. That's yeah. 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 The, the limiting beliefs, if you, if you really take a step back and you look at your life and you're not, you're not happy, you're not satisfied with the way that your life is, then really start to bring awareness to where you are starting to talk to yourself. You know, those limiting beliefs is the little teeny tiny voice in your head that says, nope, you're not good enough for that. Uh, There are own, our own criticizer is the worst one. We criticize ourselves more than we ever thought of being criticized by others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to catch myself. You know, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot, mm-hmm. and and now I, I if I do it now, I'm like, I, I correct myself right away and 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 reinforce that it's not you know gotta I gotta stop doing that. And there, there's yeah. so many so many men that are, are self deprecating like that. Um, mm-hmm. If you off right off the top of my head, I can think of I if you're listening to this podcast, you you know I know who you are. <laughs> when you talk trash about yourself 
Yeah. That's is, is about as unhealthy as it gets. That's all the brain is hearing. Yeah. It's, it's not here. It's not commute. It's not computing what is happening in your space. It's hearing what is in your head. Mm-hmm. And so be very conscious of how you speak to yourself in any situation. I mean, uh, you know, a, a, like you said, a perfect example. Um, but if some, if you say, oh, I'm an idiot, don't ever, I did that the other day and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and quickly reframe it, quickly reframe it and feed that brain something positive. Mm-hmm. Because again, the brain is, and what was it that, that I posted the other day? Don't say, how can I say, what can I do? Because the brain is going to start to figure out what it can do and start to create scenarios and start to create steps. Because again, the brain doesn't want to be wrong. It doesn't want to be wrong. It is the most uh, self-centered, <laughs> you know, it, it does not want to be wrong. And, and it's our job to feed it the positive to feed into um, uh, the positive aspects, the positive uh, affirmations in order to to create the scenario of of healthiness, of um, mindfulness, of uh, you know walking the the journey that you're meant to. And I know that I'm getting off track, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, limiting beliefs, and we're going to talk a lot about limiting beliefs throughout the season because it does, it is a huge proponent as to where the sabotaging is coming in in your life. Um, but with that being said, uh, unless you have anything to add, Bob, we can go ahead and just roll into the energy clearing. Okay. No, I'm, I, I'm good. I think I got it all out other than, other than it's just funny you said about, um, um, now, now I lost it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Um, okay. So men, if you are driving, please do not do this right now. Please pause the podcast and do it at a later time. But if you're not driving, I'm going to invite you to start to focus on your breath. Go ahead and close your eyes if that feels comfortable to you. You can hear your breath just slowly, almost like waves lapping up and down on the shore. And I'm going to have you take a deep breath in and hold it. You're going to repeat a phrase silently in your head, and then you're going to exhale it out loud and deep. All you have to do is focus on my voice. Okay, here we go. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all confusion with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all hurt with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all rage with nobody shows up for me. 
Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all sadness with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with appreciation with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with faith with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with happiness with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with receiving with nobody shows up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all confusion with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all hurt with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all rage with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all sadness with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with appreciation with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with faith with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with happiness with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with receiving with I'm not lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all anger with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all confusion with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all hurt with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all rage with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. Hold it. I release all sadness with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with appreciation with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with faith with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with happiness with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with love with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I release all blocks with receiving with I'm not important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am important. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am lovable. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that people show up for me. Good. Take a deep breath in and hold it. I am so happy and grateful that I am open to receiving better than I can imagine in all areas of my life. Good. Take a couple of deep cleansing breaths.
Go ahead and start to come back into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. And open your eyes when you feel comfortable. Ooh, I'm going to let you close this one out because I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and chill. So it is important to remember that when you do these energy clearings that you drink plenty of water, that you honor your body. If you need to rest, please rest. Yes. And thank you so much for joining us on the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. And if you did find this content valuable, please share this with your community. So Bob and I's mission of supporting the men in their healing journey and can continue to grow. And if nobody has told you today, you are worthy, you are worthy, you're seen, and you are heard. And I love you. And we I will see you, you next <laughs> I love you too. And I'll see we'll see you next week on the Men Becoming Better Men podcast. Thanks. <laughs>